Crescent Foundation is a solutions-focused organization with the sole purpose of serving the sickle cell disease community through guidance and support for individuals transitioning from pediatric to adult care, Crescent helps patients navigate the journey of the healthcare system. Crescent Foundation aims to increase awareness, advocacy, and support for evidence-based care for patients, families, and communities affected by sickle cell disease through collaborative action and innovative initiatives. Visit crescentfoundationscd.org to learn more. This episode was brought to you by 69 and Sunny, a modern schoolhouse for self-exploration. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, everyone, to the Crescent Foundation podcast. Uh, I'm Kyle Smith, co-founder and CEO of Crescent Foundation, here with my incredible, incredible co-founders. Hey, everyone. I'm Sahira Austin Muhammad. I'm Chief Operations Officer of Crescent. What's up, party people? I'm Adiani, co-founder and chief marketing communications officer. So we're here again. Uh, this is our podcast. Um, we are super, super excited just to be kind of doing this again. Um, we're not sure how often these are going to be coming out, but hopefully uh, for the entire month of September, since September is Sickle Cell Awareness Month, we're just going to be like just hitting y'all, you know, podcasts at least every week, right? So. Um, you know, we we all live with this disease every day, um, and, and we just want to really uplift it as, as much as we can. Um, I feel like our, our real hope is just for everyone uh, to have sickle cell disease at the forefront of their minds um, and as their, in their hearts as well. So um, I'm excited to be here. Uh, we are recording uh, on a Thursday evening, um, and yeah, how... Uh, how are y'all doing? Um, uh, we just came off of a board meeting. How's everyone feeling? Is um, we sort of reflect on how we feel, um, body scan wise. I don't feel good, y'all. It's been like a really rough week for me. Um, you see, I'm sitting here with my heating pad on. It makes me feel good. It's like a Power Ranger heating pad. It wraps around my body, um, like a warm hug. Um, but you know, we're here, and I feel like, at least for me. Um, being able to stay home has been quite helpful, but I also do miss like just human interaction a lot of the times. Um, so I don't know if that's just weighing on me mentally or, or what. Um, I think also like that aspect of like not being around people does weigh or have some mental capacity or take away some of my, um, what am I saying? Clearly, I can't get my words together today. Um, at the end of like the pandemic, I think we're still in it. Like, I still feel as though like we're still adjusting to something new, right? And mentally, I just feel completely exhausted by this adjustment period, you know. Um, so I don't know if that's just a reflection of me or uh, if you guys are feeling that way too. But yeah, I just feel so wiped out. Yeah, I, I hear you, Ed, and, and totally um, agree with everything you just said. I think physically, um, not doing great either. Just coming off of like, you know, I usually have uh, anywhere between two to three major crises a year, um, and just coming off of one of those. Uh, so just fighting that, but um, mentally, 
I think you hit the nail on the head, right? It's like we're all trying to readjust to what our new normal is going to be, right? Um, after really being traumatized <laughs> and afraid of people to get like close to people and stuff like that. And all of a sudden now, you know, like things are lifted, you know, you don't need any masks anymore. You know, what does that really look like, right? Um, and I think it's definitely taken a toll on me um, just in a, uh, a mental capacity. And I think that, you know, we don't really speak too much about um, how having sickle cell disease can impact, of course, not you just, not you just physically, but also mentally um, and, and what it really takes to, uh, to overcome, you know, those own, you know, inner struggles uh, and, and fighting that. So um, I hear you, you know, shoot, shoot us a text, you know, um, I think that we all have been kind of uh, going through it outside of being incredible people outside of our diseases. You know, sometimes we, we do have to really take care of ourselves uh, and, and um, just be super vigilant and staying healthy. So um, to hear what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I, I definitely on, I'm on the same page with you all. Um, my, my year... So it's been dual full for me. I've been thriving health-wise, usually working at CHOP these past years. I, I don't know if I told you, every winter I was sick. Um, I'm talking about cases of the flu, whatever. I was picking up whatever little dirty people was at CHOP. <laughs> I picked it up. Yeah. Being home this winter, this past year and a half, I haven't had those things happen, but I've had things like, you know, I started Adactio, the monthly infusion. Um, this past week, I've been dealing with uh, some side effects, like my first set of side effects that I haven't dealt with since getting it. I had a really bad nosebleed that occurred for four days straight. Mm -hmm. um, I had some terrible arm pain that like, had me on my way, like, out the door to the ED. But then, like, I got myself together. Meds were kicking in. Um, definitely contacted um, Huck, you know, the team, and, you know, let them know what was going on just to make them aware. Um, turns out they've been um, – my drip was going too fast. Um, and that, that's been – they've been hearing that from different – uh, from other cases of uh, other patients complaining about the same thing after a while. So my, did you have to slow down the drip or, you know, that those complications of uh, nosebleeds or really bad um, joint and muscle pain can occur. And it felt like my arm was going to fall off um, uh, this past week, even while we were at, in Jersey, like I was in pain um, and just trying to push through it. And it just goes to show you like, you know, you really can't tell when somebody's just not them their best selves and they're still pushing, they're still smiling, um, and still just trying to, you know, keep things as normal as possible. But yeah, I had a few nights where I was like twisting and turning and crying and moaning and groaning from being in so much pain in my right arm. But then the other side of it of being home um for me was being a mom. Like I really had a chance to lay a really good academic foundation for Kimar. Um, although she 
of course, that socialization, she didn't get a lot of it. You know, we did our, our thing with, you know, trying to get to the park and make play dates with other families. But I was able to lay a foundation for her that she was able to be assessed and go into kindergarten early this for in September. And that was all off of her being homeschooled by me. Um, and so that's the sacrifice that if I was at work, if the pandemic didn't happen, I was still working full time. She would have been really just going into K-4 or pre-K again. Um, and instead, this unforeseen thing happened, which made us have to have this new normal. But it made me step up um, my game as a parent, you know, and really expose my child to things that, you know, I wouldn't have been able to expose her to if I was working full time on site. Um, and so, yeah, she's four and she gets to join some five and six year olds in kindergarten in September. And we're all happy and hyped for her. It sucks that she didn't have a graduation, but she'll graduate whenever. <laughs> right. And, and more graduations to come too. Right. right? Exactly. You Wait, know, so many more. No, that's, that's dope. Nice. Um, Eddie, Omi, what kind of heating pad do you have? Like, yeah, because I'm gonna need that, John. <laughs> everything that Ed, let me tell you something. Eddie, Omi has on right now. Everything that Ed gets, I get it from the tens unit. Like seriously, I like sleep with the tens unit. Ed, I use the tens unit for my arm this past weekend. Son, I'm gonna need that. Edie put me on to this. Edie's actually on the way over. Um, she has a transportation tomorrow. She this is from Amazon. We need to put this in our Crescent Care kits or use That's it as great. a giveaway or, or at least put it. Put the link in, you know, like this. in the eighteen uh, chat, <laughs> definitely. Like so everybody else can get it too. But but what kind is that? Yeah, I'll send you out a link. Advertisement either. It is. Um, I wish I could tell you the name off the top of my head, but I gotta look at my Amazon purchases. Um, <laughs> it's from Amazon. It seriously makes you feel as though you could do anything. I can walk around with this. Um, it it. I wish oh, I could it's show not you like the whole it's thing. Not like. like it's like on the back, especially where you need it, you know, you tie it around or you can wear it reverse. So like that back part could be part of the front. You could have pain on your stomach or whatever. Oh, you, you can put it over your head. It looks like you put it over your head. Yeah. Like, so it's like a, a coat. over your shoulders. Like yeah. A, like a throw. It's like a throw. Yeah. Yep, like and a throw. then it covers your entire <laughs> back. Just to like, you know, describe it to the listener. I'm telling it's, you, it's like a Power Rangers outfit. That, that was a great description, Kyle. <laughs> I got it, I got it. I got it. a throw. For sure. It's like a throw. It yeah. Is. It's like a throw heat and pad. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, so... Wait, so um, Ed, you said yeah. that it's not plugged in, so it's portable? Because my No, head, it is. Pl- you got to plug it in. I wish they had a, a portable one, but... Um, it, I like this one because it goes on your on your whole body. Like okay. normally, it's just like a little square. You got to move right. it around yeah, that, and tape it to you. Yeah, but I'm gonna send y'all a link in the chat once okay. I find it. Um, this drone is the truth. Nice. Well, that is our body scan. Um, super super important. I always find it like just uh, a good way for us to kind of just be in more tune with each other too, right? And, and know where mm-hmm. we are. Um. You know, I think that a lot of times um, those of us living with the disease have to mask, you know, all of the everything that's kind of going on. Right. It's like an iceberg. Right. You know, like you can only see uh, what is it? Ten percent. And the the rest of, you know, the 90 percent that's happening uh, is all below the surface. So thanks for, for listening to our body scan. 
Awesome. Well, I want to officially welcome you all um, to our episode. And in this episode, we really wanted to um, sort of reflect on where we've been and where we're going. Um, Crescent Foundation is about to turn two years old, and it's crazy to think about how it all started, right? Um, we launched our website and a lot of our marketing during the pandemic, um, and that's allowed us, of course, certain um, opportunities, but also some, you know, circumstances that haven't been ideal. Um, we've been through a crazy election, a few blood drives, New Year's Eve, Black History Month, Mental Health Awareness Month, and so much more. Um, but before we embark on another Sickle Cell Awareness Month, we want to take a look back to appreciate how far we've come since then. It is crazy, you know, for, for me to think that we're officially turning into the, the two years that we've had. When I told y'all that it's been a whirlwind, I feel like I've looked up and all of a sudden this nonprofit organization is really making an impact on those living with sickle cell. I can't really talk about the two years without talking about like the years prior to that, you know, and all of the the dreaming and, you know, the the dream storms and, um, you know, the, well, like, wouldn't it be dope if we could do this, right? And And the team assembly and the need too, right? You know, like, that's why we we started this, um, it was out of necessity. So it, it's crazy to, to know that we've been working on this since 2016 and to be able to look up and really find us walking the walk, you know, not just talking to talk, but really, you know, walking the walk, putting stuff on paper, you know, you all know how I feel about putting stuff on paper. I'm like, if we want to do something, let's, let's write the program down. I can't even describe what my feelings were coming up to our actual launch last September. I, I don't know about y'all, but I was ready. You know, I, I felt I felt like we were ready, so I was ready. I even sent out a, a tweet. Um, I think it said, um, it was like a Drake tweet. Very, very Kyle thing to do. <laughs> Just send out rap lyrics. Um, but it was, <laughs> it was uh, the, the, the rap lyric that 24 hours from greatness, I'm that close, right? It was like the night before. So I was in my Drake bag, feeling very emo, like, ooh, yes, Drake, this is, this is actually what, what I'm feeling right now, right? So, so yeah, but how, how do y'all feel, you know, like that, that night before launch and even, even prior to that? I definitely was hype. Um, I think what got me hype were, was the preparation for a lot of our video work that we that we did, like in August for our lunch. Nothing blew me away like when Ed revealed our website to us. It was like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Sorry, everybody else. Like, it's no time over here. Like, none. Seriously. <laughs> like... I mean, we're all in this together, but we're untouchable right now, okay? So don't come for us unless we send for you. <laughs> and that's just how I felt. Um, definitely was on some rap lyrics like you. Another Drake verse like you, Kyle. I was definitely on some. What is it? What's my line? Ask to see the boss. The boss so they sent me, dog. Like She say, are you rich, rich? <laughs> Call me Big Fish. <laughs> Like, that's definitely what type of time I was on. It was an exciting moment. We got so much love. And, I mean, 
who doesn't love Crescent? So that's definitely like the feeling of why I go so hard because I know we, people show us a lot of love and they, they expect for us to do great things. So yeah, yeah. what you add? Oh man, I was honestly, you know, it's like one of those situations where you just know it's meant to be. So I woke up the next day like, okay, yeah, this strong is about to launch at 10 a.m. or whatever time we set it to launch. Um, and of course, I went through the whole like emotions of like, what if it doesn't launch? What if it, too many people go there and it crashes? And you know, that whole anxiety ridden like. That was, that was a real, that was actually a, a real fear of mine. It's like yeah. traffic. We like, we wasn't going to be able to take the traffic to the website. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, that's that's a very arrogant and cocky thing to think, but like, I was really nervous about the website crashing. Yeah, me too. Um, especially because it looks so good. So it's like, if your website looks so good and then it crashes, it's like, okay, did we just break the internet or were we just not prepared? Um, so yeah, I went through whole, that whole thing. But once it was like rolling and you know, we saw the traffic increase. Um, I was ecstatic, you know, and for me, it was like nonstop, like next is like, okay, let's get our social media going. Let's get, you know, um, a lot of our marketing collateral made up, you know, um, we were, we're, Kyle, you always say like, we're sort of flying the plane while building it. And that's sort of how it's been this past couple of years. Um, and I think we're just now getting to a point where we're sort of peaking, you know, and getting um, a lot more talent um, on our teams and um, building on our board in areas that we need to, which is very, very dope. And that's also scary because it's like, okay, a lot more people you got to think about and a lot more things to sort of like handle. But delegation is the business, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let me go ahead and send that on over to my team and let them handle it, you know? I like that. Delegation is the business. We need to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Coined. Coined. <I> guess. <laughs> Definitely. Did y'all feel like um, there were there were any expectations, you know? Because I know we had been, like, posting on our Instagram and, and, you know, we had this whole rollout plan and stuff like that. Um, and, and if so, like, what, what were the expectations, you know, and, and did we meet them within that launch period? Um, I'll go first and just say, like, for me, my expectations are always going to be, like, greatness, right? And that shows up in many different forms. Like, for, I just knew in our first year, at least, of, like, our social media accounts, I wanted to at least hit 500, you know, followers. Um, there's still a lot more. We, we passed that number um, at this point, but there's still a lot more that we can and should be doing in regards to engagement. From the website perspective and donation perspective, again, expectation was greatness and I think we achieved that but now it's like how do you just top greatness <laughs> you know um well, are we am I putting too much pressure on myself and thinking about it that way um I don't think so I think that's like a natural like you know we well, this is a non-profit but it's still a small business to me you know you gotta treat it like a small business and really like always try and best yourself just for yourself not for anybody else not for Kyle or Tahira but for Adiomi you know like where do I want to fit in where do I see this going um and hopefully my team is aligned with that and typically you guys are so um again greatness This episode was brought to you by 69 and Sunny, a modern schoolhouse for self-exploration. I look at us as the standard, so it's hard to standardize ourselves 
and compare us or have expectations and trying to um, compare us to someone else. I didn't really have any expectations because I knew we were going to kill it. So it wasn't like a thing of, I hope we get this right. I hope we do this right. It's like, what haven't we done right? (laughs) And if we didn't get it all the way right and we learned a lesson, nobody else knew. (laughs) Right, right. And so that's still my mentality is like, Things could be like going haywire behind the scenes, but as long as we're saving face <laughs> to the public, you know, you don't have to know, you know, what's going on, what's going on, the crazy things that's going on in the background. I remember like we had this issue with like the social media copies where oh my you know, gosh. trying to uh, <laughs> approve those in time and they're, they're not being improved in time. Like, it was like... A shit show behind over here. But behind once they yeah. went out, they were received well. Nobody yep. knew. Yep. Yep. Those so growing pains. Right, and, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, we can share those stories, like, later on. Like, you know, like, Nonprofit 101, the do's and the don'ts, you know. Or, you know, th- this is what I went through, so you wouldn't have to go through it. So, you know, like that type of thing. But for right now, my expectations were were just as where they where they are now. I just know we're always going to kill it. We're always going to give our very best off from all three of us. I don't think we ever come up with an idea and we half-ass it. We don't give it our all. We do that all the time. And so that's it. Yeah, I think, too, it's like, I didn't, I didn't necessarily have any expectations like you, Tahira. Uh, you know, I think that I was, of course, hyped before the the night of launch just because it was super exciting and, you know, like, you know, listening to Drake and everything. Um, but for me, I've always approached Crescent um, like a, a creative, you know, or, and an artist, right? So, like, once you release your art to the world, uh, it's no longer yours, Right. It's, it's the world's right. It's, it's for them to do what they want to do with it in terms 100%. of mm-hmm. to, you know, like to, to accepting it, to, uh, you know, praising it, everything. Right. I knew that up to that point, I had done everything, you know, uh, to my capabilities. <laughs> right. To, to, to hope that it was right. You know, and then there is, you know, like uh, artists are sensitive about their work. Right. I'm, I'm sensitive about Crescent. Right. You know, yeah. like I, I was I, I hope y'all like this. You know, mm-hmm. I, I hope y'all think it's as great as I do. I hope y'all think it's, you know, as needed as I do, but who knows, right? Yeah. So those expectations were just like, for me, it's just like, um, I didn't want to set any because, you know, this was, this is art. This is my baby. You know, this is like, and, and I'm giving it to to the world now. So it's like, it's no longer mine, right? It's, it's no longer, you know, everything that, you know, once you start, and this even goes back to conversations, you know, starting with, you know, Tahir and Ediomi, it's like, once you tell someone your idea, you just have to hope they believe in it, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, not only believe in it, but be like, oh, yeah, I have that idea too, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this mm-hmm. is what my idea looks like, you know? Um, so like, let's see if we could blend these ideas together. So. Um, so yeah, that no real expectations, but it, it was, it was definitely like that moment of like, all right, this isn't, this isn't just, it's not just ours now, right? It's, it's, it's the world's. Yeah, 100%. Um, 
Kyle, as like the CEO and almost like for me, I, it's like almost like the brainchild behind all of this, you know, um, can you talk a little bit more? I know we talked about this like in one of our uh, founders videos, um, but just the overall inspiration just to remind everybody why we're doing this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're, we're based here in Philadelphia um, and, and serve the Philadelphia the greater Philadelphia area and in parts of Southern New Jersey as well. And, you know, all three of us live with sickle cell disease. We, we all, you know, like went to camp together and, and have known each other um, here and there. Right. Um, but what really sparked Crescent um, was just becoming an adult, you know, and, and adult care really, really lacking, you know, um, and uh, I probably, I'm probably like not even, really giving it um it's it's just you know exclamation you know like on how lacking adult care for sickle cell disease truly is um and one of our friends uh passed away one of our community members passed away and this wasn't the first community member that we've lost you know we've, we've lost a lot of friends right you know uh unfortunately along the way but for some reason um you know this was the i guess the spark for me to to try to change that right you know uh, her death left a, a huge impression on me and her and i weren't super close friends <laughs> you know like she was she was a friend but we weren't super close it was just someone who i knew and but knowing that she was a part of my community that she had a family <laughs> you know that she had a, a at the time, a three-year-old son that she left behind, um, and knowing that that death likely could have been prevented, um, you know, so seeing that health system fail her um, was a was a spark. Seeing our current community-based uh, organization not being able to really implement the services that I felt we were deserving of, um, that was a spark. Um, and just wanting to change things, right? It's just like, I think there comes a moment where it's like the status quo isn't enough, right? Um, and, and, and what does that look like when we say it's not enough? You know, what is really being a, a catalyst for change truly mean, you know? Um, and yeah, that's, that's like the start of it. And it's just like, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm going to school for, nonprofit leadership, um, you know, and, you know, have a whole outlook on social entrepreneurism. And it was just like, it was always in the back of my head. Like, do I really want to try to start a nonprofit or do I just want to like go take this fundraising gig and like try to get this paper? Right. <laughs> you know, like, so, right. um, yeah. but, but it, it felt like the stars were just aligning. Um, met Tahira, she was like, yeah, you know, like I already have my own nonprofit. We're helping like kids transition from pediatric care to adult care. Um, and we were go. Then everybody was like, hey, you need to meet up with Eddie Omi. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. And sat there dead nervous, y'all. I, I always I tell this story. It's so funny. Oh, I did not know oh, you were nervous at oh, all. I was, I was like, this we, is a beautiful park. Look at this yeah, we met outdoor at area. <laughs> we met at Clark Park. It's like a, 
it was like a, a first date, right? When you just like nervous, you want the person to, to like you and like your ideas. I, I was like, I knew Ed, but like, I, I really, you know, didn't know if she was going to believe in my idea. So we were, we sat at a coffee shop. I, I pitched her my idea. It's like giving a pitch. It was like Shark Tank, you know? And I remember she was just like looking at me. She was like, okay, okay, yeah, like that's cool. That's cool. Okay, okay. But she didn't really give me anything. So I just like, I left, I left that day, like not knowing. Like I was like, I'm dying. Yeah, like she, she did not believe in that anyway. But literally the next day, like, like her though. From her, like all of this. And I was like, cool. Like we up and running. And ever since then, you know, we, we've been, we've been moving. Yeah, um, I'm literally sitting here literally LOLing because uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I just have a natural stone face. It must be the Nigerian in me. Um, and I just naturally don't get hype about things like externally because unless it's like something crazy. Um, I just knew like when you shared the idea with me, I was like, yo, this is dope. And at the time, I was looking for something to do within the sickle cell community. I had to stop my nonprofit, moved to Philly. I was like searching for like, okay, who's doing what? And like, where can I fit in? Um, and the timing of it was just perfect. Um, I think the, the where I want to lead this into is like the, the timing again of like us launching um, during the pandemic and that pandemic really sort of centering around like a lot of racial injustice because of George Floyd's death, right? Um, how do you guys feel like that has impacted um, Crescent um, for the positive, for the negative, for what have you? Um, we're, in, we're still in this space and we're still sort of feeling those residual effects of um, the current economic uh, place we're in. Um, so yeah, just wanted to, to see what you guys thought about that. I definitely um, feel Crescent had a role our community, we definitely felt the impact. I feel like anything that negatively um, affects the Black community, especially when it comes to social justice, racial injustice, healthcare injustices, or you know, or healthcare inequities, if it affects the Black community, then the sickle cell community feels it 10 times worse. It's like a compound effect on us. And so when the civil unrest happened in light of George Floyd's death, it impacted the sickle cell community. It impacted the, the black community overall because uh, much of the civil unrest happened in the neighborhoods, in the inner city neighborhoods. So things like getting to the pharmacies, getting to your, your neighborhood grocery store, you know, getting to a Lowe's, you know, th that was null and void. They were either ransacked um, or they boarded up and they, you weren't allowed to come in. So for the sickle cell community, it's, we sh Crescent showed up and in spite of all that to support those living with sickle cell disease, especially um, our adults and our, and, and our families, our pediatric families, by offering them resources to, you know, be able to get their medicines, you know, so safe pharmacies that they can go to to, get their medicine, their medication, how to get there, how to call your insurance and ask for mail delivery services and set that up. Um, we did a lot of that during the civil unrest last summer, um, even into the fall, the fall year um, of 2020. Um, and 
I don't want us to lose sight of that, that that was really important. People weren't able to get their normal medications because either they will, they will show up and the pharmacist would tell them, we don't have it. Pain meds, they were not given any opioids. So like from, from pharmacies that were like the chain pharmacies, Rite Aid, CVS's, Walgreens, they were just not prescribing them. So we had a lot, of, a lot to do with um, getting people set up with mail delivery through their insurance, knowing how to use that customer service number on the back of your insurance card and, and what to do and walking them, walking them through that, through that thing, through that um, process, but also um, calling their hospital and talking to the nurse practitioners and the, the, the nurses there to have their medication sent to the pharmacy at the hospital so they can go to the hospital and pick it up. Um, that's how Crescent showed up. And, and I'm really proud of us for showing up and thinking fast and, and making sure that our families did not go without the one thing that um, helps them get through or push through. Um, but you know, it, it was a lot of going on. And I can remember, I feel like if you lived in West Philly, you were like in the center of it. You know, I used to joke through the summer that it felt, it was like bombs over Baghdad. Every night you were hearing these loud bomb sounds just dropping somewhere in the city. Some days it would be closer to my house. Other days it would be further. Um, I live right around the corner from 52nd Street, which is a major corridor of um, just uh, Black-owned businesses and businesses, period. Many of those were shut down, boarded up. Major grocery stores boarded up. They couldn't go there. Um, so there was a lot going on. Um, and I'm just glad that and, and happy how Crescent showed up and how we, how we looked, you know, and, and how people can look back and say, you know, that group supported us through, you know, times where we didn't have a, a community-based organization to turn to. Yeah, and I agree with all of that. And I also would say is that, um, you know, it, I think it was just 2020 was a lot just in itself. You know, it wasn't just, you know, um, a pandemic, but then it was, you know, George Floyd's murder and, you know, uh, so many other people's murders, Breonna Taylor, Maya Arbor, you know, the list goes on and on, you know, say their names for sure. Um, and uh, I think that it, it allowed us to really talk about equity, right? Um, and, and allowed that space to, to really be um, a little safer, you know, um, a little less like leery to have those conversations, um, specifically like the intersectionality of health disparities and racial inequities, you know, and, and what that looks like and the history of that, right? Um, so. Um, I think it, uh, out of super, super dark times, you know, like we're able to find some type of, some type of, uh, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it feels like we're approaching that light, you know, it still feels like we're in the dark I mean, in all honesty. Um, it, it still feels very, very dark, but it's like, we can finally see that, that light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully. Um, but I think that 2020 as a whole, you know, um, even us launching in a pandemic was not the plan, right? Um, but but we did what we had to do, you know, um, because 
because our community needed services, you know, um, deserve services at, at a high caliber too. So, so yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I just keep hearing that timing, timing, timing is everything, you know, especially when it comes to some of these conversations. Like even in my day job um, at American Express, I was asked to lead an equity panel, you know, with artists. And like, that's never happened before. Right. So it's, it's, it's fun and exciting, but at the same time, it's just like, y'all should have been doing this. You know, there should have been opportunities or a whole inclusion and diversity team at every company, you know, leading these types of conversations. Um, And I think for us as a nonprofit organization here to serve the people, we, are charged to almost have these really tough and, and, and hard-hitting conversations. Um, we're charged with keeping the CEOs of these major hospital organizations in check, you know, keeping them honest. Um, calling them on their shit. Um, because at the end of the day, who else is going to do it? <laughs> you know, we are striving to really um, change the landscape of, um, of sickle cell disease in all aspects. Um, which leads me to my next question. (laughs) There have been a lot of developments within our organization in regards to partnerships and new programs and opportunities for us to really shine the light and create a warm and welcoming atmosphere for individuals living with sickle cell disease and their extended families and caregivers. Um, has there been anybody or any company in the past year that has been a dream come true, you know, in regards to collaborating and working with? I think for for me, um, there have just been so many, like, doors opening, you know, I was just like, which which one to go through. Right. And, and, and that's 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 truly a blessing. Right. As as the train goes by, just waiting for the train to go by. But, yeah, it, it's it's crazy to think that. Uh, a local restaurant, Balboa, um, shout out to them, opened their doors to us, right? And, and allowed us to to cook with their lead chef and, and founder as well and, and prepare meals that are of nutritional value to someone living with sickle cell disease and show us how to prepare that meal. And to be in that kitchen, <laughs> y'all, like to, to, to be you in that- like a real kitchen, chef, right? Like, right? Ah, yeah. <laughs> And to taste like uh, to taste the pro- like, if you've ever wondered what it's like on Food Network, you know <laughs> yes. I, I think we we know what it's like on Food Network, right? Because the food actually tastes just as good as it looks, right? But I think that's just like a, a great example of like a, a super dope opportunity that just kind of you know was super super unexpected, as well as as you know your friend. Uh, any as well to Eddie right? So, yeah. um, you know, more, for, more collabs with any. I'm trying to get him to style our photo shoot, right? So, so for those uh, of you who, who don't know, any is uh, a stylist who works with a lot of NFL players and was gracious enough to, you know, uh, send us a, a video, um, just on you know how to how to keep yourself stylish, you know, and, and fashionable within the pandemic, right? So, um I think those are like the type of opportunities um, and collaborations and, and partnerships that really just kind of blow my mind uh, in terms of people who are really invested within this disease. Um, you know, when it comes to someone like any who, you know, knows about sickle cell, you know, and has heard about it as opposed to someone like uh, 
Alex from Balboa, who is just like heard about it and was just really impacted by the story and what our mission was, right? So it just shows what the the breadth of this disease really has. So yeah. What about you, Tahira? Any dream collapse that came true this past year? I think they're 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 coming true. Um, I really was happy to have our community health worker program have a a referral pipeline with a major adult hospital here. And we have that with the hospital of the university of Pennsylvania. Um, And that was a big deal um, for me because it's one thing to, you know, have this, this dope case management program that you're developing um, and you can implement, implementate um, a lot of the, the, the goals or the resources that, our constituents need, but it's a whole other thing to actually have a relationship with the the medical team or the healthcare team that many of our many of our adults see in our area, and we have a working relationship, and we can work through a lot of uh, problems and issues that our constituents have on their behalf, and we're heard and we're respected. Our opinions hold weight, um, and we make a, a lot of changes happen happen from that. From from being, from having that develop, then we were contacted by Presbyterian's um, uh, patient relations uh, department, and that was only because we advocated, we went full bat for a constituent of ours, the way we went about it, our professionalism, um, having receipts, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and, and having um, and, and making a paper trail, it led to us having you know one of us sit on now their their committee and have a seat at the table. And now you know they're asking us to do other speaking engagements. And now we have some some traction uh, when it comes to inpatient and outpatient advocacy on behalf of our constituency. And so that has made me really proud. But one of them is uh, as is this this new collab or partnership that may happen with the sneaker company at you know that's yo don't i know man that i dream about that deck that you emailed over like every yeah. Next week yeah. so mm-hmm. all i can see is like crescent brandon on a pair of dunks <laughs> <Some Yep. good laughs> yep. and that's, say that right <laughs> so that's what i want us to manifest like some big deal brand partnerships is definitely coming definitely coming um yeah this has been incredible there's so much more they could probably even dive into and, and dissect and reflect on but um for us i think as a whole it's super important that sickle the sickle saw community just feels seen in all areas of media on the page you know on the screen on podcasts you know, whatever it is, you know, at in any type of job function, you know, it's important that we're there, we're talking about what's going on, we're talking about what we need, you know, to make things equitable. Um, and this year has been a lot of things, crazy, horrifying, wonderful, transformative, and for Crescent to be here and a part of this and part of the ongoing conversation and leading in these conversations. I mean, that's 
it's just a blessing. It's more than we can actually ask for. So thank you all for an amazing year. We are, of course, dreaming of so much more to go. And yeah, I, I'm, I will, I'll end there because I'll keep talking if nobody stops me. <laughs> no, 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 Ed. Like you said, thank, thank you all. Seriously, everyone who has supported us, whether it be through uh, volunteering or donation or our serve our board service um, or even just um, you know being a follower right on on our social media you know and and it it means so much to us seriously it, it really does and and just gives us the the boost and, and the energy to to be able to continue um, this work so thank you. Really quickly before we sign out, uh, we always like to hit y'all, you know, with a, a quote um, before we go, um, and just to kind of stay on on the theme of reflection, I found this quote by none other than Leonardo da Vinci, um, and I changed the words just a little bit because it was like some old English, but it says, "I love those who can smile in trouble, who can gather strength from distress, and grow brave by reflection." It's the business of little minds to shrink, but those whose hearts are firm and whose conscience approves their conduct will pursue their principles unto death. So that was that deep. I feel like you need to say that again because some of y'all missed it. All right, all right. So Leonardo da Vinci says, I love those who can smile in trouble, who can gather strength from distress and grow brave by reflection. It's the business of the little minds to shrink. But those whose hearts are firm and whose conscience approves their conduct will pursue their principles unto death. Let that let that sink in. Let it marinate. Um, but that wraps up our podcast for today. Be sure to follow us, y'all, on, on IG um, at Crescent Foundation SCD. Facebook, you can find us at Crescent Foundation, a sickle cell initiative. And Twitter, we're at, at Crescent FSCD. Uh, we want to thank just all of our Crescent community, of course, for listening uh, and for those living with SED. Uh, as always, be sure to stay as well as possible, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And we will catch y'all on the next episode. Take care, y'all.